0: So, have you decorated for Halloween yet?
2: No, the boxes are still in the closet. We there, There's no update on that front. What but I'm the thinking heck? it's going to happen. No, it's going to happen this week. Okay. Well, you know, I'm never involved with that process anyway. That's well, basically your mom's doing. She's the elf that transforms the house. You know, and, you could uh, help. <laughs> I could help, and that I would help. But we've we've had other things going on as well this week. Mm. But I'm getting ready to leave for a few days, and my guess is when I get back from my trip for my speaking engagements, the house will be Halloweenified.
0: No, is you just need you need to do it together. Do it together. Yes. Trust me
2: we, we do we do um, quite a bit together. We do a lot of fun things together. <laughs> but Halloween, I will help her when I get back to string the lights. Good. We don't really don't do a lot it... on the outside of the house, but um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yep. And it'll be ready if you decide to come home. Like if you decide to come home for Halloween. How am I supposed you know, to
0: come home for Halloween?
2: Planes. Like planes, trains maybe? Trains? Or a, another drive, but mm. that would be a long time.
0: Mm. Planes
2: probably the best way.
0: Okay, well, not that this conversation isn't riveting, but let's continue it after we roll the intro music.
2: <laughs> let's do it.
1: Max and Dads. Max and
2: us, wholesome chaos. Hey, Mags, and hello, everyone. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and guess what? You are. I just want to <laughs> let you know, we really appreciate you. You are awesome. You are so special, and we're so glad that you're in our lives and that we are in your lives. Thank you for spending some time with us. It's, uh, it's just so special, Mags. So what's up with you?
0: Um, school, lots of stuff, crazy life. I'm a mom. I'm a mom now. Um, you did
2: not get a dog.
0: No, I did not get a dog. Um, Actually, technically, I'm not even a mom yet. I'm just, I'm in the beginning stages of motherhood.
2: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm in the process of researching some houseplants to get. So I'm going to be a plant mom.
2: Is that a thing? That a is plant a thing. Mom? I've, I've never in my fifty three years heard that expression.
0: Plant I mom. oh my gosh, it's a huge thing. I'm so excited. I um, I did some research about. I I think this is funny. I'm so like emotionally sensitive to certain things, and kind of True. Plants are one of those things. Where I was googling, um, like, are plants happy when kept indoors? Like if I if I have some plants, am I making them sad? Because plants plants do have like sensory things, you know. Um, they
2: pick up a lot.
0: Yeah, and so there's a
2: book called The Secret Life of Plants. Your mom and I both read way back when, early in our marriage, and it's mind blowing the research that they did and how plants respond to activity. It's like when you walk up to a plant and you cut the plant, like if you do do something to harm the plant. Or, like, they did things with fire, you know, the plant senses not just when it gets burned and reacts, but the intention before it was done. It's very weird.
0: Yeah. And so, obviously, I want to do this in a positive light, like giving them a great life. Um, But I've been reading about a lot of the benefits of, like, uh, just your indoor air being a lot crisper and healthier especially, like, here in L.A. and stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited.
2: So what are you leaning toward? Do you have any plants in mind?
0: Um, So, like, the basic beginner one is, like, a pothos plant. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Um, but I've uh-huh. been looking at – I also want to get some bigger plants. Um, it's It's so exciting because I'm starting to, like – decorate I ordered some curtains for above my bed I've been looking at different rugs for like the living area here um, and so I I'm trying to make it feel a little bit more like like my space um and so I think plants are going to be a good part of that that was one of my main goals in college was with my dorm I just wanted it to kind of be impossible to be sad in the room and so I had a lot of yellows I had a lot of like fun, atmospheric lights and stuff. So Yeah, we, I didn't
2: notice any of that stuff made its way to Los Angeles. Did, no. did you bring some of that stuff or no? You're just well, starting over.
0: Remember when I first came out here and the plan was I was going to be here for two months? Um, oh, that,
2: that's right. I do remember that plan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still not sure how much of that plan was a legitimate plan and how much of that was you, like, easing me into the idea that you're leaving.
0: I think I was easing us both into it. Probably yeah, but
2: yeah, you had you had artificial plants in college. I have an artificial plant right here, which I'm holding up right now to the camera. It yeah. is lovely, and it smells like nothing. It smells like, yeah, like plastic, and it produces no oxygen, but I'm very glad that you're gonna be getting some oxygen in your life very soon.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: Improved air for sure. <laughs> and you know what? Um, speaking of oxygen and the things that the gifts of life, we have a, a great new sponsor on this program that's all about giving amazing gifts. Uh, I wanna tell you, if you're on a mission this year to be the best gift giver of the season, it's never too early to start crossing items off your list for the people that you love and care about. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, best friends, which we're gonna be talking about on this podcast. This sponsor, Uncommon Goods, makes it easy to find remarkable, and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season and your life to be stress-free. So check out their selection of thousands of items today.
0: No matter what the people you're shopping for are into, Uncommon Goods has the perfect gift. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts that you could just find anywhere. I've noticed this when I've been looking for plant stuff on there, I found so many different cute pots and like just these really like unique original things that I'm very, very excited for. Um, Oh,
2: well maybe don't buy all of those at once because we might look on there too and get you something for Christmas.
0: That could be exciting. Um
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uncommon Goods looks for the products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the US. They have the most meaningful and out-of-the-ordinary gifts out of anywhere.
2: And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than two and a half million dollars to date, which wow. is amazing. And listen, so we use this a lot. We give a lot of, a lot of gifts to our clients. Uh, and it's interesting because you can know just a few things about someone through your interactions and they make it easy to search like for their interests or their categories that are, you know, something you might know about their life. They're into fitness or they're into art or whatever, even experiences. There's experiences you can give to people. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash chaos. That's uncommongoods.com slash chaos. Listeners of this podcast get 15% off. So don't miss out on this incredible limited time offer, Uncommon Goods, because, hey, we're all out of the ordinary. So I am excited for you and your plants and your oxygen content in your life is going up and Me your too. happiness content in your life is going up. Plants make you feel, feel good. They change the vibe. They give you yeah. a different energy flow throughout your life. So, so yeah, of, lean into that.
0: Yeah, it kind of is a little similar in my mind to dogs or like pets in general, um, Well, I know a lot of people, especially college kids, who when you're struggling to kind of take care of yourself and just your mental state is struggling, to have something else to take care of honestly helps you a lot. It's it's Hmm. like this whole interesting balance of like you have to kind of become a little bit more than your circumstances or your mental state because you're not the only one counting on you anymore. Um, And so plants are kind of a Mild version of that in comparison to like children or animals. Um, Well,
2: sure, it's some place to start. Are you are you dealing with that? Struggling with your mental state and honestly, like highs and lows.
0: This week has been very good. I'm I'm very happy at the moment. I yeah, but yes, I'm I'm a 19 year old. (laughs) I do have highs and lows.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and there's a weird part of me that's glad to hear that because. You know, you've got to go through the hard stuff, especially being on your own, to learn to develop the, the ways to process that in a healthy way, and um, you know, find ways to meet people and get out and do things or reconnect to other people in your life, and um, you know, that's that's really so important. It actually leads me into a, a great question. This is a super segue um, from one of our listeners. This is Melanie. She lives in Germany. Hey guys, my name is Melanie. I'm 16 years old and live in Germany. I just started my first full-time job. So in Germany at 16, they can choose to go to a university or learn a job for three years. And that's why she can work a nine to five job as a chemical lab assistant. So that's what she's doing at 16. Since all my friends have also started their job or keep going to school, we all have very different schedules. So my question is, how do you stay in touch with your friends, even if you don't have that much time for each other? How do you make that time that you actually spend with each other, make it count and make it memorable? I love your podcast. Always listen to it on my way to work and my way back home, and it makes my day. Thank you, Melanie. Uh, that's awesome. So so Maggie, any thoughts for for friendships and, and how you can stay in touch with your friends?
0: I love friends, and I've made so many awesome friends out here. Um, but also like missing my friends back home. And genuinely, I feel like the biggest part of friendships and relationships in general is like intentionality. Um, I I honestly feel like I'm bugging my friends back home so much because I'm always the one to like group FaceTime and like check in and just kind of be intentional about maintaining those relationships. Um, that way, when we are all together, It's not so much of a like, okay, let me catch you up on every single detail you've missed in my life because we've still been intentional about it. There's a little bit less pressure of like less of an agenda of like recounting everything since the last time we saw each other because we've still been in contact about it. Um, And then even, even out here, like when you can see your friends, just being intentional about being in the moment and listening to them and just having fun. Like, yeah, just quality time, love quality time.
2: <laughs> you know, intentionality is the key. And in a, in any friend group, it, it's going to be important to everyone, but there's some people who just don't have that skill. They don't have the ability to stay in touch as often, or there's so much going on in their, li- in their lives. They're overwhelmed in some areas and they don't think to reach out. And And one of the expressions that just always just drives me crazy is when somebody says, oh yeah, let's get together or we really should do that. We really should make that happen. Let's get yeah. together soon. Because I know when I hear things like that, what it really means is we're not going to. Like like we both of us validate that there's this intention or desire, there's a desire for us to get together. But nobody's gonna take action to really say, when is that gonna be? Let's put it on the calendar. Let's Let's make a commitment. And so I've just kind of like peaked my ears to that. those types of expressions, like one of these days kind of thing. It's like one of these days never happens. You've got to make it important. You've got to totally make it happen in your life and in your friends' lives too.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: I think it's it's about showing up, you know, showing up for the the big moments for sure. Like when things are happening at, that are really important to the people you care about. Being there for them and and prioritizing them, but also showing up for the little things. And when you are together, like settling into those moments. I just got back from a great trip of doing just that. I was up in Hot Springs, North Carolina. And my best friend since high school, Philip Solomon, um, is just this amazing dude. Uncle P. Yeah, (laughs) you've got all these people in your life who are... Honorary uncles who aren't really related, but but they are, they consider you family as, as you consider them family. Yeah. And yeah, he's always been in my life since high school, since I was, I guess, 15, and always been in your life for sure. But Philip and I met in high school and he has this extraordinary ability to stay in touch with people, to remember people, mm-hmm. to remember names, to you know recognize people out of context and remember who they are, and then to connect people to other people and it's, it's a skill that I it's so admire because um, I'm not as nearly as good as that, at that as he is. Um, and it's just really been, been a very incredible tool in his life. Um, and it's now kind of, Crazy off the charts because he runs a coffee shop in Hot Springs. So he runs this artisan gallery there where the whole town comes through this coffee shop at one point or another. And Philip knows everybody. I told him, yeah. like, you're going to be mayor of this town within mm-hmm. a couple of years. And he's like, mm, I don't know about mayor, maybe alderman, because that's where the power really is. And then you could make, get stuff done and make changes. But Philip was playing in Hot Springs at Riverfest, uh, which is a big music festival in a band. And so I coordinated with uh, my roommates, John and Eric. To drive in, who all know Philip, and we ha- we performed this or uh, we watched him perform this at, at this music festival, so it's like it took a lot of effort for all of us to be there we but we had a great experience, and it would have never happened without that intention, you know so, yeah any moments like that you've you've gone out of your way to show up for your friends
0: Oh my gosh, you put me on the spot there <laughs> well, you can think
2: about it. <laughs> if you want to. And I'll I'll tell the story about how Philip and I met. Cause, okay. Because that's actually a really good example of it, and it's a hilarious story. So I just moved from Chicago, and I moved into Georgia. Now, I had a good friend group in Chicago, but these were people I grew up with. And so, you know, you don't think about making friends. You just grow up in your friend group, and you've got this clique of people who know you, and you know them. And, and I had a couple really great friends from Chicago that I sort of stay in touch with, but not really. When I moved to Georgia... I was moving into a whole new environment, a whole different culture. Everything was just wild and different, and I kind of went inward. I, like, didn't reach out to people, um, and I could have, like, been that guy who doesn't talk to anybody. I know that sounds weird because people who know me think I'm extroverted and, like, outgoing, but I'm not really, but it was other people who reached out to me, and so I decided to perform in the high school talent show, so... Brookwood High School on stage. This was my first t- show. And I was like, oh, there's, there's a talent show? I have a show. And so I did a juggling comedy, like, 10-minute set at the show. You went at to Brookwood? I, I went to Brookwood between um, spring break and the end of the year. So they were – basically I transferred in during spring break. So landed sophomore right year. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Brookwood uh, for a couple months, right? And, and in that couple months, I was like, how do I make big friends um, and so I was, I was like, oh, the talent show. Like I've got an act, I can do my show and then I'll know a lot of people. Well, afterward, Philip, who was two years younger than me, was in that audience. His sister was performing in the band and or in a band that performed that night. And then uh, he walked straight up to me, like at 13, you know, introduced himself, took initiative, was like, hey man, I really admire what you did there. That's my, my name's Philip. who are you? And And he made this effort and said, I would love to learn from you. Well, the next year we were both at Shiloh High School together mm. at brand new school they just built. And he was like, I know you. And, and so we made a deal. He taught me how to play drums. I taught him how to juggle. And we've been performing together and hanging out together and getting in all kind of crazy trouble together ever since. Yep. Yeah.
1: Wild. <laughs> hey, it's mom here. I wanted to, to chime in uh, a message to Melanie as well. Um, Guten Tag Melanie. Um, uh, One of my best friends shared with me something she had heard that there are friends you have for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Obviously, the, the reason, friends, might just be you guys are working on a project for something, you get it together, everybody gets along, that's cool, and you go your own ways, and it's over. Um, then there's a season, like when the kids were in preschool and elementary school, uh, I'd be friends with some of the moms and we'd get together and have playdates and, you know, let the kids do their fun thing. And then um, as the kids moved on, those relationships moved on. But then there's friends for a lifetime, like Philip and Dan and and Dan's roommates from college who got together and went to go see Philip. And so they've known each other. So it's really cool having different kinds of friendships, different levels of friendships. Not every friend, even though you get along great, necessarily will be a friend for a lifetime that you stay in touch with. And that's okay. But um, it's really just important to be a good friend. And that's how you find good friends and you keep good friends.
2: Way to go, mom. Way to jump in there with some awesome advice and great content.
1: I could not
0: hear any of that. But I'm sure it was great.
2: Yeah, she said, I, I'll repeat. She said, there are friends you have for a reason, like a specific reason in your life, friends you have for a season, and friends you have for a lifetime. Mm. And, and the interesting thing about that is you can't really know who those friends are for a lifetime until you get older, right? And so you, you treat everyone with kindness and respect and, and, and you're honorable in all that you do, whatever. And you got people you click with But the friends you know for a lifetime, my impression has been like those are the people you could see after years and then you pick right up where you left off. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Can we just talk about making friends for a second? Because that honestly feels like a fever dream at this point. Like (laughs) when I I look back at my friends that I've had for – like 8 9 years like my really close inner circle whatever just kind of wondering like okay what was the moment when when did we decide yeah we're we're doing this we're going to be best friends cuz i think back of like Rachel Rachel and i actually met when we were at step up dancing we like when we were 7 or so we were at the same dance studio and Then that dance studio shut down, and coincidentally, we went to the same dance studio next time. And this was like, I wanna say third or fourth grade at this point. And oh my goodness, there was this interaction that she will never let me forget. Um, Where (laughs) I should, uh, I'm gonna be so embarrassed the fact that I'm literally telling this to the internet, but we were at a dance recital. And it was like um, kind of before the morning of when we like ran through everything and we were at a lunch break and she was in the higher dance class than me because she was a lot better than me, still is to this day. Um, And we were sitting at lunch and I just walked up to her. I had so much confidence as a child. I had, yeah, so much confidence. And I walked up to her and I was like, hi, my name's Maggie, but you can call me Eminem because I'm fun sized. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was the coolest thing I could say. Clearly, it was not. But...
2: It was it, memorable. It I was think it's was pretty, pretty funny, pretty cool.
0: I think... Eminem. Well, I told her, I, I said, that's what my friends call me. Like, my friends call me Eminem. No one called me that. Not a single person in the world called me Where did Eminem. it come from?
2: You just made it up on the spot?
0: Honestly, I genuinely feel like I heard it off of, like, a Disney show or something, and I was like, this is this is it. This is me. <laughs> <You're> thinking- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking you re,
2: it. You repurposed a Disney line into your own life.
0: Literally. That's funny. And so that was, like, <laughs> one of our first interactions, and we didn't really become great friends because I, like, kind of stopped dancing, and then a few years later in sixth grade, who shows up at my school but Miss Wonderful Rachel, um, and... And we like walked up to each other and I was like, you're familiar. How do we know each other? We are like, dance. And then we became best friends forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you've got a lot of good friends. I do. Annie and Esley and yeah. Goldie and like that Aiden, mm-hmm. that whole core group. You just named every single um, one of my friends. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I know your friends too.
0: And I also just don't you're, have that you're,
2: many. Your tight group, your really tight group. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm proud of you for having such good friends and making new ones. I mean, yeah, a lot of these friends you're making right now will be those friends for life. You just don't know it yet.
0: Yeah, well, part of my point in like kind of saying that of like making friends, especially when we're young, like even you and Philip, I feel like it's just kind of a different experience than it is now. Um, but for sure, I have been crazy, crazy blessed with the friends I've made out here. Honestly practically every single really good friend I've made out here have all said the exact same thing to me where it's like, we feel like we've known you for years. And I feel the exact same way. Cause I don't open up to people that easy. I don't, I, I just, I don't, I, a lot of people think I'm a really big extrovert and I feel like maybe you can relate to this a little bit. Um, and I get it because on the internet, we're very bubbly and we're very out there. And when we're together, we're very extroverted. We but both when,
2: get braver. Yeah, I think yeah, when for we were sure.
0: Um, but when I'm by myself, I I can get very introverted. When I'm not comfortable in situations, which is a lot, I just kind of get more quiet and reserved and kind of just feel like I need to like keep it very together. Um, but like the people out here, I genuinely like feel like I've known for years. And I, I'm very, very comfortable around. And it's incredible. And it's just been one of the biggest blessings and so exciting. So no matter how old you are, you can make friends.
2: (laughs) Oh, 100%. And so back to Melanie's question about how to stay in touch, you know, just find ways. If you make it important to you, that's the first step. And it sounds like you already have. Like, Mm -hmm. I prioritize this as important. Then you're gonna find other opportunities to reach out, to connect, to say, and then to make those moments count when you are together to be present, to be really available. you know, maybe uh, one of the features of like best friends or lifelong friends is that not only do you survive the good times, but you survive the hard times mm-hmm. um, together. That's that's certainly the case with Philip and I. And you know, we were we went everywhere to, together for a long. I mean, we we did everything together so much so my parents actually <laughs> had a conversation with me and said are you and Philip gay? Like, is that, (laughs) are you guys gay? It's okay if you are. I was like, no, honestly, we're not. We're just, we just hang out all the time.
0: That's so funny. (laughs) Um,
2: And I mean, on shows and road trips, I've, I mean, we did shows all over the planet. So, um, but there was one project we did where I was producing a friend's music. I decided to like back a record and, and produce this album. And I brought Philip in as the producer. And it was like, we're all friends um anyway throughout that project it kind of went sideways and I did some things you know to kind of try to protect my investment and and the artist's feelings and desires that really kind of like shoved Philip off to the side it was like the the worst thing you could do but I was like I got to keep this thing going somehow and it drove this huge wedge in our relationship for a period of time and it was like it was like you know Batman and Robin were no longer buddies. It was crazy. And the people who knew, knew us were like, how did this happen? And I was like, how did this happen? I think that's one of the events that was really critical in me um, actually getting sober, <laughs> which yeah. we could talk about in a whole different podcast. But Because um, I was like, how did I let that, that happen in my life? And it was only by really going back to him with great humility and saying, I am so sorry what I, what I did here and taking full responsibility for that and Then periods of time going by and lots of trips and being involved in his girls' lives, and you know, that that proved that was, uh, that was the, the, that was, I was in it for the long haul. We've been best men in each other's weddings. I mean, yeah. So you gotta survive the ups and the downs together.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: A A lot of great information there.
0: Absolutely. Do you wanna do the next question?
2: Yeah, first I wanna tell you about my disc golf course. Okay. So I so you know I've been playing a lot of disc golf.
0: Yes.
2: And I I got excited and I decided to make a little home course here at the office on our property and I kind of went a little overboard because I bought five different baskets, like professional disc golf baskets, and there's a sixth one that's actually the sky swing that hangs in the backyard, the sky mm. chair, <laughs> and that uh, that actually serves as a basket too and it's 18 holes and it goes around the yard multiple times. It's super crazy. I actually cleared out the lot next door, um,
0: yeah. like that
2: whole wooded lot. <laughs> I just cleared. You know, hired somebody to come in. It was kind of pricey, but we got it done, <laughs> and it's so cool. It's so worth it. Um, and then not only did I officially design the course, which took time, but I actually this morning printed out scorecards. So oh, when wow. people come over, when friends come over, I could be like, here you go, here's the scorecard, and this will explain where all the holes are. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my friends over here for a, a very exciting like disc golf barbecue day.
0: Do you remember when I was visiting home and you showed me some of the disc golf stuff, and you told me you cleaned out that area, like you cleared it out, and then I told you that you were the leading cause of deforestation in
2: America? <laughs> actually <laughs> it's good for the trees and as a plant mom you should know this because how is that like good the, for the trees because the trees that are around you you clear out the the plants and the weeds and the bush and the brush and the ivy and all mm. of that around there and they get so much more nutrients they they have a stronger root system they they live and thrive and prosper it's a healthy forest environment that's what i'm doing yeah, I didn't kill the trees. I killed a lot of little trees in order to protect <laughs> the big trees, in order to open up those big paths so I can launch that disc like, you know, 250 feet.
0: Always picking so the on basket. the little guy. Crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, next question. Hi, Mags and Dad. I love your podcast so much. Thank you. I was really wondering if Maggie, you could talk about being the last kid in the house with your parents and how you can take advantage of that. I'm 18, about to finish high school in NZ. New Zealand, I guess, I and so. Tennessee. I'm the, young, I'm the youngest of three, so I've been living alone with my parents for almost six years. This is something I've really struggled with at times because I don't like having all the attention and I really miss my older siblings. I was wondering if you could give your opinions on it. This is Anna, Anna in New Zealand, we think. Maggie, you were the last kid in the house. What do you, what do I, you think?
0: I was the last kid in the house. And it was very, very sad at first. I remember crying a lot, um, missing my brother. And then I remembered realizing I no longer had to share a bathroom. (laughs) um,
2: But you kept uh, using our bathroom. Yeah, you guys had a
0: better shower. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, I no longer heard people up at 5 a.m. except for my dad, actually. You were always up crazy early. But... um, no, I think And you never
2: let us close your door. I'm like, let me close your door so you can sleep in a little bit better. If
0: you closed my door, I would have to get up and open it for the tiny chihuahua mix that would scratch on it at 5.30 in the morning. And then like true. Spencer would always come into my room. He didn't like to start the night sleeping in my room. He liked to start the night in y'all's room in his like little dog bed. But he always, in the morning, would come in and chill with me, which, like, I was fine with. It was cool. But he, if my door was closed, he was not having it. So, that's that.
2: We're getting off subject.
0: (laughs) Yes, but I really miss the dogs (laughs) and I want to cry.
2: you can come home for Halloween.
0: How does that make sense?
2: It probably doesn't. But um, (laughs) it could be fun.
0: But question. um, Yeah. It, I think it's crazy how much a new normal can feel like a normal um, in only a short amount of time. Like, I... I, It just... It, it all became very routine pretty soon, honestly. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I think there... You said you don't always like all the attention. Um, I don't mind attention from my parents I guess like genuinely especially during quarantine well Eddie was home during quarantine which was really nice but we're all literally like best friends in real life like it's not it's not just an act I would
2: say your relationship with Eddie actually got stronger
1: oh my goodness he left the house. so
0: much stronger because after he went to college and then would come back it was a little bit more of a oh like we're both adults now um, and we could have like a friendship instead of just like being siblings who like would pick on each other and stuff like that. But yeah, no, our relationship definitely got better as we got older. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I've truly, I'm trying to think of the way to put this. It's a new experience, but it can be a fun experience. Um, maybe spend more time with your parents. Um, pick up the card game nerds that's what we did Um, and just find aspects of it that are really fun and I genuinely think it will help you look forward to your siblings coming home even more and that time will be even more special um and yeah life you grow up even if you don't want to like life changes even if you don't want to and you kind of really do have to have a positive outlook on it and like look for the best to really try and enjoy it the most Because I don't like change. I really, especially when I was younger, like in high school, I really did not like change. It scared me a lot. I got anxious about it. And so when big things happened like that, I really had to kind of force myself to be positive about it.
2: No, that's great. Um, I I was the youngest of three as well. Well, you have one older brother. I had two older sisters. So I was the last one in the house too. And I, I spent a lot of time at home. I... I guess I was okay with that. I I did miss my sisters. And I would say over time, the adult relationships we have now are stronger. We don't talk to each other as obviously as much, Um, but we have very high respect for each other and great love. Um, I'm just, I have the most amazing sisters. They're both very different and extraordinary in their own ways. And you know, when we talk about old friends and people you know in your life the longest, I mean, that's siblings. Sib- yeah. Siblings are your, your first friends and, and sometimes your last friends. So um, yeah, that's, that's really important. And just see this time for what it is, you know. This is uh, a unique period in your life and it'll pass as well. And very quickly you'll be on to the next thing. So just like Maggie said, make the most of this moment. I think that's really, really good advice. Okay. Speaking of uh, kids leaving the house, I, I've kind of been in denial a little bit. I feel like it's it's hit me at a different level now about being an empty nester with you in Los Angeles and Eddie mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, that you know that this is a new season for us. This is a different time, um, and it's been it's been interesting to experience the emotions of that and the changes it's of weird. that and. And new conversations with mom about well, what does the future look for us look like for us? You know, in terms of
0: when do we move house, to California,
2: where we live, <laughs> <laughs> where we, uh, you know, how how we do things together, where what we want to do together. Yeah, there's so much chaos right now, and wholesome chaos for sure. But like, there's so much in transition with things that are happening. Uh, your mom's dealing with and I- I'm doing and you're doing and Eddie's doing and it's gonna take some time for our family to kind of like settle on like what's really happening. But I think you're right. Like we all have that intention of we wanna be together. We are friends yeah. for life and we wanna be in each other's proximity. And so we'll figure that out. In the meantime, you know, my parents are here and, and things are good and I, I stay busy, obviously. I, I'm always into something. So it's not that for lack of yeah. uh, uh, something to do. But, but boy, I sure miss you and Eddie. I really. I miss do.
0: you too, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but for some reason, like I just in my mind, I was like, "Oh, the rules don't apply to us." Like as empty. Like Which rules? When it, when it comes to empty nesters, like I was like, "Oh, they're never going to be empty nesters." Like because it's it's us. Like <laughs> we're always going to be back. Like that that's not something that happens. But truly, like I, I like. Eddie and I haven't fully lived with you guys For like Two years Almost a year and a half um, Because of college And yes I came home But I wasn't there all the time Um, But I don't know I was just like Oh that's not us Like that's not gonna happen Of course it's gonna (laughs) happen Like one of I remember when I was a kid I told you and mom That I was gonna live with you guys forever I was a very dependent child (laughs) But yeah. well, you want
2: that you want that for your kids. I mean, you want them to have their independent life and, and uh, you take a different set of you take appreciation and love in a different way right it 's yeah. maybe from afar and celebration and and um, how can I be involved in supporting you in different ways and you and I are obviously doing a ton of that like we 're connected through this podcast and through the through our work, and you know who knows what we 're going to be doing together, but we'll be doing a lot together. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to to seeing where your lives go, and ultimately being, you know, a grandparent, uh, or even maybe a grand plant parent. There we go.
0: That's a little more that, attainable at the moment.
2: Yeah, that'll be the next step. Is I can come and come over and spend time with your plants, and water your plants, and read them stories. You know, Throw and put them football. on my lap and bounce your plants around a little bit.
0: Make TikToks. That'll be good.
2: Them. Yeah, that'll be so fun.
0: That could be
2: great. <laughs> okay, so one more question. Um, I'm going to do this one, and then we're going to uh, kind of finish up on some other things, and then I've got to go catch a flight. I'm going to Nashville and then to um, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Two speeches this week, back to back. Wow,
0: busy hey. week.
2: Hey. Hey. busy week. Hey, how, <laughs> I know how you're how the reading question the question. Starts. I know, but I thought it
0: was
2: funny. <laughs> this one's from... I don't know if it's Eliza or if it's Elza. It's E L Z A. I think we're I think we're missing a vowel Elsa, there, but maybe Elza. Elza, I like it. It's a great name. Elza,
0: beautiful
2: name. Um, hey, I've got a tough time with my life choices. I've been doing something for twelve years, but the last few I haven't really enjoyed. I'll finish it next year when I when it officially ends. But right now, I feel like I could do more. But with those 12 years on my shoulders, doing that thing, I just can't leave it right there when I'm so close to the finish line. What should I do? Is there something I could do without quitting? Yeah. um, Obviously, I don't know what you're talking about, Elsa. 12 years could be school, could be a job, could be a project you're involved in. It's a big commitment, a decade of years towards something important in your life. Um, And without knowing the specifics, I don't know exactly what to say, but I would say You'll probably regret not finishing it if you don't finish it, right? So so you want to finish. And the final in any project in my life, anything I've been involved with, the the last step always seems to be the hardest. Um, there's a great quote in the The Alchemist, um, which is an amazing book. It's a parable about the hero, and he goes off to seek this huge journey and goes anyway, goes through <laughs> an adventure, right? But the quote is something like every journey begins with beginner's luck and ends with the hero being tested in ways that are extraordinary, right? And so if you think about that, it's like you get a glimpse of something in your life that's fun and easy and and rewarding and it resonates with you in terms of something like, yeah, I think I want to do that. And then you get into it and it gets maybe more fun or more interesting. But then at the end, there's always going to be this huge test, which is really to say, are Are you serious about this? Like, is there this commitment? Are you willing to go through the tough stuff in order to obtain the prize at the end? And I would say just reframe it in your mind in certain ways and just recognize, okay, this is that test. This is that thing that's showing up for me right now that that is testing me, and I've got to deal with it. And when we what we think is the last like five percent of a challenge, quite often is like the last twenty percent of a challenge because If it's something you've never done before, you really don't know how hard it is or how long it's going to take or what the project is. Certainly that was like my my experience with writing a book or writing books and things like that. It's like you go through this process and then at the end, the following through is the most important thing. And and not just finishing it, but finishing it with the same commitment to excellence, with the same joy and satisfaction that you started it with. Because if you don't do that- Right, Maggie. I mean, without losing the passion, because if you lose the passion or if you give up and compromise and just say, ah, whatever, I'll just get it over with, then that diminishes all of the other effort that you've already put into the project. So so I hope that helps you um, to follow through with greater uh, intention. And when you're thinking about a choice, you know, quitting or whatever, think it through. Like if I were to quit this right now, how would I feel about that looking back from that decision? And you'll probably be able to go to the end of that and look back and go, no, I wouldn't feel so great. So, so recommit to the end and know time's gonna pass anyway, right? So a year from now, you'll be done. A year from now, you're gonna be so satisfied and on to the next thing in your life and everything that you've been through, even though that may or may not be what you stick with in your life journey, it all still counts because you'll be able to use it in your life journey in some way yeah so thank you elsa for the question maggie what's going on in your life journey what are you working on this week
0: i the goal is to get homework done as soon as possible get this place cleaned up and nice um the rose bowl on sunday which is um this like uh, big kind of it's kind of like yeah. the trading post do you know what it is the Rose Bowl? Yeah. It's like a market. That, it's Okay,
2: we're talking about two different things. Because, yeah, the Rose Bowl is a big football game. And, uh, no,
0: yeah, yeah. that
1: happens in January. It, this
0: yeah. isn't like, it's in Pasadena, and it's just like this really big market, and there's like a lot of vendors and like small businesses. And it's the second Sunday of every month, and I want to go. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Also, I might be going on a road trip. Isn't that exciting? Road trip? Yeah. In Samson? No, um, I don't want to drive. I want one of the other girls to drive. But we're talking okay. about going to the Big Sur, B I G S U R, nice. um, yes. and so we would just like go up for one night and make a ton of content. Um, and it could be super fun. It's like my Bible study girlies, and so I'm like, wow, that sounds like I'm making friends. <laughs> Um, That's
2: awesome. I
0: sound like yep. like so lame when I talk about making friends on here. Like I I hope none of them listen to this because they're like, wow, she's <laughs> she's obsessed with us. But no, I'm just very excited to be making new friendships out here. Um, but yeah, I hope that happens. Um, what about you? Anything besides work speaking?
2: Yeah, well, just these these two speeches, and then I come back, and then uh, you know next weekend. Mom and I are going to go do some stuff, and we've got we've got some fun plans. Going to see a friend's show, and we're we're staying busy, and we're finding uh, you know different ways to play. Well, I get to play; I get to do disc golf and fun things mm-hmm. all the time, and and your mom does taxes, and so <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm so I feel bad about that, but she's amazing. Like your mom's just been getting after it night after night after night, plowing through the hard stuff, um, which is just so wonderful and amazing.
0: So, yeah, she's a superhero. Um,
2: Yes. And so are you, kiddo. So have a great week. And again, thank everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and telling us something about your lives and your questions. Please go out to com, and you can look at our sponsor links there. You can ask questions. You can download a free 10-minute guide for improving family communication within your family, which is actually really helpful. And, and I'm super proud of that. Um, and just find out a little bit more about what's going on with us and, and stay in touch. We want to Definitely grow this community. And what yes. else should they do, Mags?
0: They should. Can you subscribe to a podcast? I definitely should yeah. know this. Subscribe on to Spotify, the podcast. Spotify, subscribe. Yeah, so you can Apple. listen to it every week. Um, I think it's so, I was literally just thinking about this as we were talking, Dad, where it's like we've put a lot of our life out on the internet, but this podcast, like, it's so personal. Like it's a direct insight into like our conversations and stuff. And I feel like it's just like a whole new way for you guys to get to know us and like us like us getting to know you guys too, like through these questions and communications. But if you enjoy that, if you're like having a fun time with this, please subscribe. Please tune in every week. You can follow us on our other socials, Maggie Thurman, Dan Thurman, um, Maggie's dad, one, two, three. And yeah, Thank you guys so much for listening.
2: <laughs> and, and, and recommend it to maybe some friends who don't know about the podcast yet. The more we grow the podcast, the more we can do in the world. And so uh, the more fun we can have and the bigger bigger impressions that we can make to help people along the way. So thanks again for your time. And Maggie, um, I'll talk to you again soon. I love you. I love you too. We love you, everybody. Take care. Have a great week.
0: Bye. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads,
2: Ready? Okay. One, two, three, clap. <laughs> I did it wrong. Yeah, I, I was late. Why did you say clap? You
0: don't say clap. You just clap. <laughs> <laughs>